0: Rebill ransomware gang takes a bite of the apple. And an alternative approach to cryptocurrency security. These stories and more in this week's ISMG Security Report. Hi, I'm Anna Delaney. On Tuesday, hours before technology giant Apple was scheduled to make a series of major new product announcements, the Revil ransomware gang published a number of alleged blueprints for Apple devices, which it claimed to have stolen from Taiwanese manufacturer Quanta Computer, which builds computing devices for a number of vendors. To find out more about the story, I'm joined by ISMG's executive editor of Data Breach Today in Europe, Matthew Schwartz. Hi, Matt. Hello, Anna. So, how is it that Quanta and by extension Apple are being held to ransom?
1: Great question. So they've gotten hit collectively by the ransomware gang known as Revil or Revil. People pronounce it all sorts of different ways. Also known though as Sodono Kiwi. Now, Revil, that's the way I'm going to pronounce it for now, says that it's obtained numerous documents that Quanta Computer was using to manufacture devices. And it hasn't given us an exhaustive list, but based on the leaks that's so far posted to its dedicated data leak site, which it calls happy blog, we've seen blueprints for Apple come out. And these have been verified by a number of Apple fan sites as being legitimate documents for things like the MacBook Pro Silicon, the newish Pro laptop for Apple. We also know that there's been a $50 million opening ransom demand. Leaping Computer first reported that. That's at least if it's paid by April 27. Otherwise, the gang has promised to double the ransom it's seeking to $100 million. Now, these are insane-sounding numbers, and it's worth highlighting that this is a tactic used by a lot of the big, bad ransomware gangs. They'll open with a really big number and expect that if they can get the victim to the negotiating table, they will allow that to be bargained down. And there's no sign if Quanta has moved to pay, although Revil said it's only gone public because Quanta didn't pay. So I'm expecting the gang's not going to see any money out of this particular endeavor.
0: So what was the motivation? Did Revil set out to compromise Apple? That's one of
1: the big questions about a lot of these ransomware gang hits. And the answer I hear from a number of ransomware experts, including ones that have been closely tracking Revil, is that it is entirely opportunistic. It might go after certain sectors, possibly even organizations. But when we see things like the hackers getting their hands on Apple blueprints, they got lucky. I mean, luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity, right? But they have gone after a manufacturer or the manufacturing sector, and they happened to get one who happened to have Apple as a customer. So it's possible they didn't even know what they had until maybe they went looking through some of the data they'd exfiltrated and then started to see the different ways that they might be able to use it for extortion purposes. And in the bigger picture, this isn't only or always just about ransomware. It's about extortion and finding ways to get victims to pay however possible. And so Revo, for example, has literally been advertising now for a while for specialists in a number of areas, including intrusions, also cloud services, basically anywhere that organizations store information and any of the latest tools, tactics, and techniques they can use to hack into organizations, they have been recruiting the best that they can find because this helps them escalate their illicit
0: returns. Amazing. So, how did it actually work? How did Revel hack Quanta?
1: So, unfortunately, we never typically get a really great blow by blow from most ransomware victims. It's not clear to me if we're ever going to know exactly how one of Revel's affiliates got into Quanta. But the New York City threat intelligence firm, Advanced Intelligence, has told me that it thinks that revel might have exploited some of the four serious exchange flaws, the Microsoft exchange server flaws. They were first disclosed on March 2nd by Microsoft. Advanced Intelligence says that it's seen a lot of interest in the criminal underground for exploiting these flaws, including by ransomware operators. And it thinks that Acer, another Taiwan-based device manufacturer who also got hit by Revel was also likely exploited by Reval affiliates targeting these flaws. So interestingly, Acer also got hit with a $50 million opening ransom demand. Sounds familiar. Has Revel been targeting Taiwan-based manufacturers? It's appeared to have now hit two. So it could be a pattern. Again, it could just be opportunistically lucky. But as I mentioned, you know revel has been going after specialists. They're also working with a number of affiliates. And actually, the whole thing is based on an affiliate model. So they, Reval's operators, will create the crypto-locking malware. They hand it off to a number of carefully vetted affiliates. And if affiliates aren't doing a good job, they get rid of them and get new ones. And the affiliates take this code, get it onto victim systems. And if a victim pays, then the affiliate gets to keep 60% or 70%, or maybe more, depending on arrangements, of the ransom payment. So in this model... We've seen Revil make massive profits. Security experts tell me that it might be ransomware enemy number one, or at least you know number one, number two, number three. And in large part, that's because it's been so successful, thanks in no small part, this affiliate-based model that's taking down the likes of Acer and Quanta.
2: You're listening to the ISMG Security Report on ISMG Radio, ISMG, your number one source for information security news.
0: The popular shift-left concept has been touted as the top security trend of 2021. Historically, it meant little more than the process that slows everything down. But one person who disagrees and who's committed to the movement is David DeWalt, founder and managing director of Night Dragon Security, an investment and advisory firm. He spoke with ISMG's senior vice president of editorial, Tom Field, about this current market fascination and its increasing importance.
3: Tom, I've been in the security industry for 20 years, and what we've learned is if you can't see and harden applications at the time you're developing them, you can miss a lot of vulnerabilities, and therefore your applications are able to be exploited by bad actors. We've watched this uh, you know, play out since the cyber domain has been around. You know, what we need to do is harden applications at time of development. We've learned that if you don't harden those applications from a security point of view, you get breaches, you get payment card industry breaches like PCI or HIPAA breaches, perhaps you even get something more destructive like denial of service attacks on those applications, potentially even something even more destructive like implants into the applications themselves, most notably SolarWinds examples where digitally signed code could be put straight into an application and create backdoors for the attackers to leverage across a wide number of customers. So shift left has become incredibly important. And by putting security and mandating security into the hands of the developer, you're able to eradicate some of the basic vulnerabilities that the attackers can exploit and harden those applications. So this is the way of the future, for sure. It's been ongoing trend for some time now. But now with, you know, sort of the augmentation of cloud native Kubernetes build applications that are incredibly fast, multi tenanted containers and serverless technologies, instrumenting those applications has never been more important because there's no other way to do it.
0: And finally, today's cryptocurrencies are based on cryptographic standards that eventually could be broken via quantum computing, says Gideon Samid of BitMint, which has developed a virtual currency based instead on the concept of quantum randomness. Here he is speaking with ISNG's Director of Banking and Payments, Nick Holland, about the theory behind the currency.
2: The problem with quantum computers is that all the people who say our algorithm is quantum safe, they relate mainly to the quantum algorithms that were published the last century. Because this century, whatever is done is behind curtains. We don't know what the powers that be do with quantum technology. It's really not well-founded to say it's quantum-safe. We took a different approach. Rather than build more and more complexity and hope that the complexity will withstand the attack, we said we don't hinge our security on algorithmic complexity, which is always suspect. We hinge it on lavish use of randomness. Now, the the rocks that I was talking about captures quantum randomness. Quantum randomness is considered uncrackable and if you, <laughs> think, if you don't think so you don't have an argument with me you have an argument with Albert Einstein uh, Niels Bohr <laughs> Richard Feynman those guys talk to them
0: that's it from the ISNG security report theme music is by Ethica Audio I'm Anna Delaney until next time